You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always is my good friend, Jay from the Hills of Texas. And we're missing Mike today. <laughs> yeah, something about a uh, fiber optic cable broke or it was I so know, amazing, it was right? Ground, it was breaking foundations and it broke yeah. the cable line, so no internet for him. Yeah. Well, he's trying to uh, get ready for, um, not this weekend, but the weekend following, the 31st, I think. He is going to be attending the Holly Springs Radio Control Society uh, Wings Over Springs event in Holly Springs, North Carolina. And as That's a matter right. of fact, uh, I think we're going to have Doug Leroy on uh, later in the show. Uh, that yeah, will, yeah, yeah. I think he's also going to talk about the uh, gold. They're also doing that gold program. They already you know? did. Yeah, they already did. Uh, well, last oh, okay. last time we talked, we uh, were discussing the um, gold chapter because I think Mike's um, – AK Mike, uh, his group got it. So I think Doug has had it for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, we can ask him about that and let him uh, talk about his event and see what's going on. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll, con- we'll connect with him here later in the show. But uh, for now, um, it's hot here. <laughs> if it's hot there, guess what? It's hot here. I know, right? All of a sudden, summer came in with full swing here in Texas. <laughs> yeah. We've had like three days of heat warnings. It's pretty crazy. But the good news is I have been out the field, in case you can't tell. You were crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, the folks can't see it at home, but he's a beautiful reddish hue. If he was a lobster, he would be delicious. I would. Yes. <laughs> well, today I went out and um, joined up with Barry, and unfortunately, Several people came in, but they got out of their cars, walked up to the flight line, turned around, got back in their cars, and went home. So <laughs> it, Barry and I were kind of like, what? You know, I mean, they they just walked out there and said, yeah, forget oh, it. I mean, they didn't even get their airplanes out. So, um, But Barry bought a new um, MXS. It's a 91-inch MXS. It's powered by a DA-70, and he just got it. So he wanted to come out to the field and fly it, and he needed some, you know, spotter. And he's like, "Hey, Mike, come on out, and I'll let you fly the Predator when you're out here." So I said, "Yeah, no problem." So I took my L39, the little uh, EDF, and um, I ha- I'm still repairing, kind of building my trailer, uh, so that I can carry all of these big, you know, airplanes that I've acquired. Monstrosity, <laughs> exactly. Monstrosity. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm in the process of building uh, the final shelving and that kind of thing to go in there and putting the floor in. Uh, so I, I haven't had a chance to finish up the L39 or the F-15 uh, repair that I need to do, uh, although it's very minor on the F-15 because I've been putting all my effort into this trailer build. And I've been trying to do it early in the morning or late in the evening where you know I'm not dying of heat exhaustion and then trying to do other stuff during the so, so I hear that you're doing it in like five different places. So you're working on it at home a little bit, then you're taking it to Home Depot, picking up parts with it, and then you're going to Spencer's house, and then you're doing some construction, deconstruction there, yeah. and then you're going up off site, yeah, haul bodies or something or haul bodies. I don't know. What, what, well, I what can't talk about that part, but I can talk about the other stuff. 
Oh, okay. Um, we'll talk about the other part then. Yeah, that, no, no, on? that's that's very true. In the fact that uh, you know my trailer is fairly large. It's a you know eight by eight by twelve, basically. Um, I think the in, inside dimensions are seven officially seven feet. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't. You know, I'm buying these huge, large pieces of wood or or you know covering, and they're four foot wide, eight foot long. I'm uh, buying multiples, you know, four, five, or six uh, units at a time, and it's just a lot easier to carry it into the trailer because I have a short bed pickup truck. So if I put it in the pickup truck, it just hangs out the tailgate, and then I got to strap it all down. But if I take the trailer over, I just shove it right in. So it's kind of funny how that's working because I'll do something on the trailer, and then I'll go, oh, I need to go over there and get some more product, load everything, you know, close the doors, load up the trailer, go out to Home Depot load up all the stuff on the floor, bring it all back, unload it, and then start building again. And I'm being supervised by Spencer. Uh, he's trying to get me to, you know, do everything the right way. So he's got some equipment and tools over there that are kind of convenient to use, table saws and that kind of thing that I don't have. But I've been pretty lucky. I've been able to do most of the stuff here. I was supposed to go over there to Thursday, but wound up, you know, going over Friday instead. So. Uh, he's helping me, you know, I, I didn't realize I can put the walls up by myself, but I can't put the ceiling up by myself. It's kind of hard gotcha. to hold a, you know, eight foot by four foot. <laughs> it's like trying to put sheet, hang sheet rug. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's kind of like hanging sheet rug by yourself. And, you know, I, unfortunately my wife's not the tallest. And so the trailer's, <laughs> you know, is oh, eight foot yeah. tall and she's like standing there going, I'm like, you got to get something to stand on because and she's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So plus it's hot. Now the good news is, you know, I insulated the trailer, uh, filled all well, that's the gaps. The we were doing this right was to insulate the correct, insulate. right, okay. so that I can actually store the airplanes in there instead of in the garage or you know whatever. But um, the temperature I used that the R eighteen or whatever. It's a really thick foam. Uh, there's an air barrier between the outside of the the metal and the inside, and then um, there's a silver lining. I think we talked about that on one of the a podcast so so it's you know dropped the temperature considerably uh inside the trailer so even if i'm standing in the trailer on a 115 or so outside it, it doesn't seem nearly as bad on the inside of the trailer and so uh where i'm at is i'm i'm down to wiring the lights because i'm going to have led strips uh dual led lights going down the sides of the you know at a 45 degree angle going down the whole length of the trailer uh, I replaced all of my outside lights with LEDs, and now I'm just in the process of trying to figure out whether I want to do a 6-volt system or a 12-volt system and, and build the shelves so I can actually carry the, you know, the planes. So I got all that stuff in the trailer, um, you know, last week, and, uh, I, you know, I was running around with the trailer partially built inside. So all the sides are in, the ceiling's not in, and the area where I'm going to have to do wiring is not in. So I'm getting close. Get close. So hopefully in the next week or two, I'll have, you know, have it all finished up. But the big thing is. It seems to be I, the ongoing saga that we're in, oh, in another week or two, another week. Oh, I'm almost done. I'm almost yeah, done. But, you know, I mean, there's just every time I turn around, I'm either working or, you know, I'm, I went flying with Barry and, um, you know, it's just one of those things. So, right. But stupid life. I know it's stupid life. But anyway, the, the um, it's funny because I. You know, I mean, I've been flying not quite as much as I was in the last month because the heat's kind of got everybody. And, and unless you go out there at 5 o'clock in the morning, 
you know, you're not going to get anything. You're not, it's not going to be comfortable. But um, the three of us have tried to, you know, get out there as often as we can. And so, um, you know, Barry and I hooked up to go out there and it actually worked out really well. We had a lot of fun. We flew the uh, MXS. He flew it, kind of maidened it, and then he gave it to me and I kind of wrung it out. And then uh, we jumped on the Predator and he flew the the Predator, which is a 2.2 meter turbine, in case I didn't mention that before. And then he goes, oh, here you go, <laughs> and handed me the controller and said, you know, knock yourself out. So I uh, took off, and, you know, it's got smoke on it. So we uh, we chased the smoke trail around for a little bit, and I flew about six minutes, and uh, he looked at me and goes, did you want to land it? And I go, it doesn't matter. I mean, I it's your airplane. You're just letting me fly it, right? So I could land it. It's no problem. I have no problem landing it. Somewhere in the desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a big uh, canvas out there. I can just put it down wherever you want me to. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, I'll get it within 200 feet of here. <laughs> he just laughed. But, yeah, it uh, doesn't land quite as speedy as, um, you know, it slows down considerably because it's got a big Hershey bar-style wing on it. But it was a, you know, nice landing. The thing that amazed me the most about it is it has ABS braking. Oh, oh. that is awesome. That is now, what, awesome. What do you have on your other, on your other planes? Well, your other on, on the F-15, I have air. So it's kind of a hit and miss. If you if you put too much air in and then you exercise it to its max, you're going to get the max air pressure in the wheel hub. And that may be too much. So if you're going fast, it may be okay. But as you start slowing down, then it no longer turns because you've got max pressure in there and it locks right. up the you're wheel. Landing. <laughs> yeah. And it, anyway, it locks up the wheel and it'll flat spot the, the rubber. Right. Which is a pain because now your airplane's like clunk, 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 you know, because it's got a flat spot. And getting the flat spot out <laughs> is, you can't get it out. You just got to change tire, which is, you go through a lot of tires. Now, the other side of that is not to put as much air in there. So before I put like 100 PSI, now I'm only going to put 50 PSI, which is half as much braking at full capacity. So now when you touch down, you add all of the brakes, but you're only getting 50% of what you got before. And now the thing's just screaming down the runway and it's not like you can pump the brakes or step <laughs> step on the brake. You got nothing else. So if you come off the brakes and then go back, you know, to try and exercise them to get it to stop, you're just bleeding off air pressure. So it's kind of one of those, you know, you have to kind of fly it. You have to kind of adjust it. Um, you have to kind of grease these. All it is basically is a O-ring inside the hub. And the O-ring is greased. You put a little grease on it, and then the O-ring expands or contracts to to the outside of the hub to slow the wheel down. So needless to say, it's troublesome when you're screaming down the runway and you got full brakes and you're still looking like, oh, I'm going to go off the end of the runway. So the electric ABS brakes that he has on the Predator, I touch down, I hit the brake, full brakes. And you could see the airplane cycle, 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 cycle. Each wheel was letting loose of the other one to keep it going straight down the runway. Very cool. And it stopped in, you know, a couple stripes. So I was pretty impressed with it. I immediately came, you know, home, jumped on the computer, started looking at ABS style <laughs> brakes for, for all my other airplanes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was awesome. So I I don't know. I'm going to have to, you know, do more research on it and see. But, um, you know, the old in the old style, that's how they did it. They They did it all with air. But the new technology has allowed us to get, you know, electric motors that up, you know, that lower, retract and lower the gear. 
Uh, and now they've got um, electric brakes, which work off of an electromagnetic, um, you know, piece of, there's a metal out there and it adds a magnet on one side. So as the wheel's spinning and the mag- magnetism gets heavier, it slows it down. Works a lot like the Prius brakes on my Prius. Right. Or like your the trailer brakes. Correct. Yeah. So. And so they just, now they've just been able to miniaturize all that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, the latest edition of ABS, which is just a pulsing. They had, the first one they did was called a pulsing. And so what it would do is it would grab and release and grab and release. And that would try to, you know, it try to sequence itself. And now with the computers that they have that run the gear and the, the brakes, you can plug all of your stuff in. And it will actually, it has a sensor in there, which is called, it's called, um, it's, it's like a, a gyro for the steering. So it can actually, when mm-hmm. you touch down and the nose wheels, it's going to assume that you're touching down, down the straight, you know, middle of the runway. So once the wheel touches, it's going to see that it's going to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm in this heading mode, whatever this heading is, and I'm going to stay in that right. heading mode. And then you can actually move that with the, you know, your rudder steering if you want, but you're just readjusting it, um, you know, to get it to stay. So, so now they actually have a, you know, the ABS style, which actually release because ABS anti-brake or um, ABS is uh, to keep them from locking up. And so what they do is that they both increase the brake pressure. And if one starts to slow the rotation, like it's going to lock up, it releases that one. So now the other one, right, is this one's on the left is released, but the right one is spinning, you know, slower now. So it goes, oh, so it's constantly releasing and trying to find that middle, you know, section. But it does it at such a, yeah, yeah it does it at such a fast pace, a fast rate that basically the aircraft just kind of wobbles a little bit down the runway, but it stays right on the center line. It was really amazing. I was, nice. I was impressed. So that's uh, kind of been my week since our last uh, conversation. Um, you know, haven't flown a whole lot. Uh, I worked a little bit in there somewhere too. So we've been having fun and building trailer stuff. And I think I've talked to you a couple of times, and you've got a new project too, I think. I I don't know what's wrong with me. I, <laughs> I got a wild hair, and I uh-huh. decided that the thing that I couldn't live without was a 3D printer of all things. But you you know what you've been talking about this for a long time though. My, the 3D have, printer has intrigued you since its inception. It has. It has. I have to admit it. It has. And unfortunately, I blame this all on YouTube because I've been watching things from like when they go and restore an old knife or restore like some old right piece of furniture or you know, they make a flint lock knife or I mean just all these things where guys are building stuff and just doing and I'll sit there and want, I have no interest in doing it myself but I'm fascinated in the whole process that they go through. Right. And I just started watching the stuff about 3d printers and basically in the past two years, the price point of these things have just fell off. They've just dropped. This is true. Because I think you can buy a whole, a whole setup for like $140. Yes. 140, 150 bucks. You can get yourself a bare, super bare bones printer. Now, and you take this printer home, plug it in, and just uh, you know, and a and a thing, a reel of filament, and just go to town. No, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's not like popping your toaster in, putting some toast in, and you can just look at it, figure out. Hey, I push this down, put the toast in, and I get some crunchy, delicious toast. That is not the case with a three D printer. However, and, they do sell printers that that do 
that exact sure. thing, but you just sure. have, they're not $150. No. Uh, right. But two zeros. Yeah, exactly. A couple zeros. The more zeros, <laughs> so, the more zeros you have behind your 3d printer, the better uh, quality and the right. Exactly. Cause I know that there's 3d printers that uh, companies use that are in the million. Well, there's no guarantee you make it any easier or you're not going to have to deal with some tuning with it as well. Right. So, I mean, I you know, it that. just means that it will work. Right. So in my case, the problem was, I, you know, I, I, you know, how I usually do things I'm interested in. Then I start doing my research and I spent like, I don't know, three, four to five days reading about all sorts of printers within the price range that I wanted to spend. Then I looked at every review I could find on, on like about five printers. Then I narrowed it down to two. And then I finally decided on my one. And uh, I got a G-Tech A10. It had all the features I wanted. Everybody kind of was happy with it. Um, and I thought, wow, that's the best bang for my for my buck. And, um, you know, it has some pretty good reviews. Sure. The other one, the Creality 3D. Um, the Ender Creality 3D. 3D. Ender. Ender. Ender 3D was the, the second, and they seem to be, well, basically the A10 is a ripoff or clone of the Ender. Sure. And I'm sure the Ender is a ripoff of you know, something else. I was like, okay, I pulled the trigger. I, the thing comes really quick. I thought I messed up, but it was on the super, super slow boat from China, but it ended up being drop shipped from New Jersey right to my house in like three or four days. So I was all happy when I got it. So like a little kid like Christmas, you know, <laughs> this thing went together really simply, six bolts. And the printer was together and ready to turn on. Where the Ender 3D, I mean, quite literally, you get a bag full of bolts, <laughs> you know, uh, aluminum extrusions, a, a heap full of motors, stepper motors, and then you have to put the whole thing together. Right. So right. Uh, I decided, okay, this is great. I got everything. I go to flip the power on. They quite literally made the sound. I'm not kidding. I, that's what I heard. And then my little L, uh, LED LCD screen starts flashing. So I immediately, this is like within a half a millisecond, I look it on, bzz, 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 step, and I turned it right off. I went, what the heck was that? And then like I'm looking, and I don't see any blue smoke coming out anywhere, but I can barely faintly smell it. So I'm trying to smell everything, and now everything smells like it's like it burned. Just of course, because now it's in your nostrils and everything's going to smell. You right. Can, you can smell your cup like of coffee you, and it's going to smell like it's burnt. But it wasn't like, an, you know, like you, when you burn up an escape or something. It's right. Just, you know, yeah. It's like that heavy, oh my gosh, I'm gagging. It wasn't anything like that. It was just a, right. it was just a bare whopping of a smell. So anyway, I'm looking everything over and I go, okay, I must have put something in the wrong slot. Now, I have to say, six volts and they do the wiring harness. And the wiring harness is ingenious because they do it so everything's measured out. So you can't right. take the x-axis wire and put it on the z-axis wire because it won't reach. Oh, that's you smart. Know, right. Yeah. So they, they basically trimmed all the wires for you so that they reach what where, what they have to reach with just a little bit of play. So I rechecked that. I plugged everything in, quadruple checked everything. I looked at the manual. I looked online, you know, watch them reassemble it. I checked it all. I go, everything's in there good. Okay, here we go again. And I turn it on, and this time, I love the sound effects. Those are awesome. I love it. Yeah. I I see the smoke, you know, eject out and come out of the control panel, uh, control, you know, module board. So this time you really did smoke it. Oh, yes. And now my uh, LCD screen goes blank. You know, it's still lit, but backlit, but it's just blank now. And I'm like, oh, boy, that did it. 
So I open up uh, the module, the control module portion, and uh, I look at my control board, and I look at these, uh, they're called stepper drivers, and it's what gives the voltage to drive, and basically the brains to drive the stepper motors. Right. And I look down, and you can clearly see that one stepper driver does not look like the other. (laughs) Sure enough, uh, that was the one that was all burned up. So I was really disappointed that the Neely electronic curse hit again. <laughs> I, I happen to have this terrible curse in my family that I buy anything electronic, no matter how much research I've done, yeah. the, best, the best of the best of whatever equipment, I get the one on the guy who's you know finishing the thing up on a Friday. Right, at 4.35. And, <laughs> 4.35, and the guy's rushing to, to get out of work. Right. Only put three bolts instead of six, you right. know, and my thing falls apart. Every time, almost anything that I I buy that I really want or I've done the research on always falls to pieces. So, but so, the, the good news is though is that it's working now, though, right? You fixed all of that stuff. Yes, basically okay. now I got it working, and I'm now at the next next stage of trying to figure things out. And okay. That is all right. how to make the prints out. But I tell you what, and we, it's almost we almost talked a half an hour. Right. We got to get dug in here, so yeah. you know I'm I think we got them coming up or whatever. We do so. I'll just bring all this up in another podcast because really, you know, it's kind of a funny, sad story. Yeah, sure. And hopefully I'll have some good news of, you know, the glory, the gloriousness of having a 3D player. Right. You can tell us all about it. Yeah, because I've been around you long enough to know that once we go into this, it's going to be a deep, dark, you know, wormhole of... (laughs) Oh my gosh! I, It'll make you laugh. I It'll haven't make you cry. right. I you haven't know. slept It'll in go through the whole gamut of emotions <laughs> exactly. that I've been through, and and lack of sleep. Yeah, well, that's funny. So, and we got to have it for Mike to listen to it because I'm sure he'll probably have a bunch of comments well, from the peanut guy. Yeah, but I will say funny. one thing, and that is, if you're retired and you want something to do, get oh, a 3D yeah. printer. There you go. It, it'll bring it'll bring some joy back into your life. <laughs> it'll keep you busy. Yeah. That's for sure. It'll keep you busy for sure. You will get stay out. Of, your wife won't even know you're home. Oh, that's Jim, awesome. He's in my hair all the time. Where is Jim? I haven't seen him for a month. <laughs> Get a 3D printer. There you go. That'll solve all those woes. Yep. There but, you hey, go. For the nature of, uh, of the, uh, the interwebs, man, I think... Uh, yeah, trying to give us absolutely. So that's good. We, uh, we have Doug in the studio. Doug, welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on tonight. Absolutely. And we were uh, going to touch base. The first things first, you are having a big event. Bring us up to speed. Yeah, so uh, this is our third annual charity fly-in called Wings Over Springs. Um, it's our annual event that we uh, host in conjunction with the Holly Springs Parks and Recreation Department. Um, they allow us use of the their large event field, which is once we mow the grass and get everything situated, it becomes a very nice flying venue. We use that to uh, raise money for the club, which we then turn back to the park, give money back to the town. But our big uh, fundraiser is the, the charity that we sponsor, which is Meg Smile Foundation, which is a local charity in the Holly Springs town set up in the name of the, the founder's daughter who had a uh, inoperable brain tumor and passed away several years ago. And they, they created this foundation um, in memory of Meg. And uh, it, it works by giving uh, children with incurable diseases uh, experiences or essentially bring smiles. So flying brings smiles to us. And that's what we want to do for the community and for the pilots that come to the event. Perfect. That sounds awesome. I know you guys have had the um, success in the past with this. 
So hopefully this will be even a better year for you. Yeah. And uh, last year, I think you, you talked about, you had the news covered you guys and you had quite a, quite an outturn. So what do you, you, are those guys going to come out and support you again or, or what do you think? Um, I'm, I'm optimistic that they will. Uh, One of the uh, weather forecasters for the local TV station lives in the neighborhood. So we're good friends. And, uh, I said, uh, hey, Wes, uh, were you responsible for that guy showing up at 7 a.m. wanting to get footage? <laughs> he said, maybe. <laughs> so, um, well, there's nothing wrong with that. At any rate, we're going to anticipate it this year, and uh, we'll have, have, we, were, we weren't ready um, is, is an understatement. But, you know, when they show up, they're, they're on a timeline, right? Sure. And so we had to, like, the event didn't start for another hour and a half, and we had to, like, put on a little show for them. <laughs> but we're going to be ready this year. <laughs> With at least a pointer to be ready to put in the air at a moment's notice. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and I remember drinking powder because uh, that was the other thing. It was very hot and humid that day. So at 7.15 a.m., I looked like I'd been working the field for all day. <laughs> it was pretty. So give us the time and um, the, you know, event coordinate or how you're coordinating the event, what's going on during the event. Uh, so, the, so the event details are that um, – Gates open at 8 a.m. This is the Saturday, August 31st, and it's at the Jefferson L. Thug, Jefferson L. Thug Farm Park at 2401 Grigsby Avenue in Holly Springs. Um, it's it's in it's an event field in the park where we have our flying field. Pilot landing fee online right now is $15. If you wait and uh, sign up or on the day of, it's 20, and and five of the Five of the twenty dollars is going to go towards Meg Smile Foundation, um, and we've got um, we've got electric hookups. There's no overnight camping; it's only a one day event. Right. There are you know, twenty power poles with you know uh, 120 volt AC, so it's an electric only event. There's plenty of places to charge. We've got um, getting sauced in the city, a uh, food truck that's going to be showing up serving lunch for everybody. You need you need valid AMA and. In conjunction with the event, as we do every year, we're going to have a multi-GP event. So there'll be some drone racing. We'll have drone races set up at the at the side of the field, um, running simultaneously with the with the fixed wings, helicopters, and whatever else it wants to fly during the event. Wow, sounds uh, pretty impressive. Now, is this the first year for drone racing or second? No, it's actually the third. Oh, third. So last year was, yeah. So it's it's kind of maturing. Um, they they have a pretty good setup. Uh, they give, uh, they let folks take a ride, you know, on the quads uh, with, with, for the public that comes in. And that's one thing I want to mention that the public is invited to come around midday. 10 a.m. is when we welcome the public in. They're welcome at any time during the day, but just to keep it kind of compartmentalized, 10, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is really the public um, time to peruse and see some models and flying. And what we do during that event around the noontime demo uh, time, we give away Small items that are intro to RC type items, so ready to fly aircraft, small 1S. Uh, we've given away sport cubs and champs and things like that um, during that. And usually kids are what are, you know, what are buying those raffle tickets. And all, all those donations go right to Meg Smile. So the, the Meg Smile volunteers will be out in force and uh, doing their thing. You know, I didn't mention we do have a special guest this year showing up. No. A celebrity. A celebrity? Yeah. Can't be. It's uh, Elvis Presley? Well, it could be. That, that depends on uh, what type of suit uh-huh. he's wearing. We, we're going to make him wear an Elvis suit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I believe uh, AK Mike is coming out to see you guys. 
Yes, yes. AK Mike is uh, is coming out, and so uh, we've got the Park Flyer Podcast as an official uh, event sponsor as well. Very cool. <laughs> so uh, um, we'll have we'll have Mike on display. Uh, we've got more than a few club members. Uh, Nicholas being one in particular that's that stepped forward and, and offering his entire fleet uh, minus a timber to wow. uh, for Mike to choose from and fly. Now that's so, pretty amazing. And given that this podcast will come out a few days before the event, if we want to tell Nick to pack all of his planes up and bring them out in a trailer, uh, that might be good. <laughs> then Mike can just uh, fly, fly a different one every uh, every fifteen. There minutes. you go. Well, we'll have to uh, wow. we'll have to see what that's about. So, I think Mike is uh, all about flying. I think he has a few podcast duties while he's out there. But we did that at the Electric Festival. Jay wasn't able to attend, and we both were running around there, and everybody was like, fly this, fly this. You know, I was like the test pilot for the week. So uh, I ran out there, and we, we hardly got enough, you know, interviews for our podcast. So uh, we're excited for him to go out. Um, he, he has family in the area, so I think he goes out to, to visit family. And then um, yeah, he's double dipping. double dipping, so, yeah. But <laughs> luckily for us, it's in the travel budget. So he, uh, yeah, yeah, perfectly. That's right. I know. Right. For that. So we're, we're excited about it. So, uh, yeah, you're going to have a little place for him or, uh, how's that going to work? Yeah. So last year we, you know, this is our third year, but last year we, uh, we experimented with a little bit different layout. It seemed to work really well. So we've got, um, at show center, center field, we're going to stake out like, uh, basically club tents. And so we'll have a centralized spot for, uh, viewing of the pilot raffle prizes. We've got a, oh, I will mention, we've got a super grand prize growing. Uh, this year we scored a uh, Ohio Model Products uh, Yak 55M Ooh. Electric, electric plane. So um, that was uh, provided to us from Plane Nuts RC, which uh, they'll be at the at the event as a, as a vendor. Um, and Right now, we've got the, the, the good folks at Hangar 18 Hobbies are finishing the plane and donating all the hardware, all the servos, ESC, uh, the receiver. It'll be basically ready to fly Spectrum. You, you, if you win it, you, you, you bind it, you can fly it. Wow, right so, there at the event. That is like awesome. That. Yeah, so we'll be, we'll be posting some photos. They're, they're about done with their build, and uh, we're really excited about that. So. The way it's going to work at the event, just the specific is when you when you get there, we've got probably I'd say two thousand to twenty five hundred dollar retail value of pilot prizes. So there'll be there'll be an exclusive pilots raffle. Right. Um, so for participants, you can get uh, thirty tickets for that for those uh, raffles for thirty bucks. And when you when you do that, you're going to get one ticket for this uh, Yak fifty five. So it's always been a great thing. I, when I've gone to, to events, I've always liked uh, walking away with something. Sure. And every year we've been able to get a ton of uh, giveaways. And uh, we people have walked away pretty happy that they've come to the event. So we're excited. Well, that's awesome that you've done all that work. And, you know, we're we're going to give a shout-out to Plain Nuts RC for uh, providing that and Hangar 18 Hobbies for putting it together. That's really um, amazing that they're willing to – you know, extend out and, and help you guys out for that. I actually have a Yak 55M sitting in the other room. Oh, wow. Thanks to yeah. Jay. <laughs> That's right. Although I think mine's probably, I don't know how big yours is. Mine's a little smaller probably. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I used to own the real thing. I used to own an actual oh, wow. full-scale Yak 55M, and um, 
that was for a birthday or something. Jay wound up giving me a a, a kit model of it. So it's a sixty <laughs> uh, a sixty inch. And then uh, what I did is I um I basically stripped all the covering off and covered it exactly like the yak that I currently or that I owned in the past. So it was okay. uh, it looks almost identical to the one I had. And then now my yeah. my yak um uh one is is part of the yak one ten. I don't know if you know what that is up at Oshkosh, but it's the two yaks they put together. They fly it as a twin. Anyway, it's oh, okay. pretty amazing. Not familiar, well, not familiar, but that sounds pretty, pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty nifty. So, well, that's very exciting. Yeah. So, um, we are once again going to tell you that uh, public is allowed at 10 a.m. and uh, the gates open at eight for pilots. I assume you have to be an AMA member to fly. Uh, right, you do need to have your AMA current. Um, we'll be checking. You got, you know, just show us evidence. Bring your AMA card the simplest way, sure. or you can show us something on your phone, that scan of your card or whatever. But um, right. uh, do that. We've got uh, right now. We've got thirty, probably thirty-two or thirty-three pilots pre-registered, which uh, is a little better than our pace last year. Um, so I'm, I'm optimistic. This could, this could set an attendance record this year. We had almost sixty pilots last year in total. So wow, you know. Our goal is to grow every year here and make this a, a special event. Sure. Um, we are, we seem to be the only sanctioned event happening on this Saturday of Labor Day weekend this year. The last two years, there was a, there was an event going on at the coast. So we, we kind of limited our marketing just for, in respect for that club having their event. Right. We marketed basically from, you know, mid North Carolina West. And, but this year, since we're the only one happening that weekend, we're opening up. We've, we've been doing mailings out to all the clubs in North Carolina. So um, come on out and, and enjoy a Saturday of Labor Day weekend and, and have fun in, in Central North Carolina. Perfect. All right. So that's Wings Over Springs. Uh, it's uh, on August 31st. It is put on by the uh, Holly Springs Radio Control Society. And come out and visit with the Park Flyer podcast as well. Because uh, we will we will be there uh, in force, <laughs> and then come out and get uh, uh, a raffle ticket for um, for a neat airplane. So yeah, fifty five. Yep. Well, um, you know, I know uh, your time is short, but we wanted to kind of ask you because uh, last podcast or two we uh, talked to AK Mike and he was telling us about the gold uh, club, and you mentioned that your club is a gold club. So um, we are. Why don't you take just a few minutes uh, and let us know kind of what uh, you did to get there and uh, what others can do to get there. And Yep. So, you know, the AMA has got this leader leader club program and there's different levels of, of doing that. You can, you know, progress from, I think, uh, well, I guess it's bronze, silver, and gold. Correct. Um, oh, don't forget been, the copper. Yeah, don't forget yeah, yeah, the copper right. one for us. <laughs> the penny. Yeah. The penny I, I make that joke about the frequent flyer programs, you know, now loading the, uh, you know, paper <laughs> – medallion right. and then he's got the uh, faux silver right. silver silver elite silver diamond and then eventually it's like oh main cat anyway. yeah. no actually uh with you know with the activities that we had, we had done um you know it was it was in our vision kind of to, we were aware of these programs we said well you know we want to eventually apply to these and get some of these you know recognitions from the ama because we are trying to be active in the hobby promote the hobby get kids interested do all these things at the la- at last year's Wings Over Springs, Jay Marsh, who's the District Four VP, he's been on our event every year, and he approached me and, and said, "Hey, I want you guys to apply for Gold Leader status." And at that point, I hadn't looked at all the requirements, so I thought, "Wow, that seems like a big step. Don't we have to go through the progression?" 
And anyway, he encouraged us to do that. And I looked at the requirements. And basically, uh, you know, when you look at the requirements, there are, are things, some things you have to do. And we checked most of the boxes. But the, but the situation is that each VP um, has the ability to waive one of the requirements. Um, so in Ark's case, they waived the requirement that you had to be a club for at least five years. Oh, well, that was We'd only been a chartered club for, I think we're on our fourth year now. So oh, cool. it's easy. It, it's good. We all got these nice little gold leader pins that everybody that joins the club, I put that on their membership card. And, oh, yeah, very it's, nice. It's kind of neat. And, I, and we got a plaque, and I, I gave the plaque to the Parks and Rec Department for them to display it because, you know, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have a field. Sure. We wouldn't have this great relationship and be able to do these, uh, these great events. Right. Right. Well, and you're helping them too. So this, it, it kind of promotes all the, everything around, but that's right. pretty exciting right. though that you, uh, so you were officially a gold leader club. You didn't have to go through, yeah. didn't have to go through all of the levels, but you kind of jump right to the, to the end. I know there's a big long list of requirements and having, having an event that's outside of your club, like, uh, the Holly Springs swings over Springs is part of the requirement. So you guys check that box and have done a really good. And I think it's amazing that you guys are supporting uh, a charity on top of that as well. So I congratulate you on, you know, the hard work. I know that it's not easy and you know, being a president takes a lot of time. So. Uh, if you don't mind, I can I can cover the requirements. Your listeners might not be aware because sure. again, it, you know, they might think that it's it is really difficult, and and it's not. And I would and I would say from myself, if any club that's listening to the podcast and wants to reach out to myself or the club, um, would be willing to help you. Sure. Um, so there is that you know the requirement that the clubs must be chartered by AMA is for a minimum of five years. Um, your club must be open to all AMA members and not limited to a certain number. We do have a, a, a notional limit on our club just because of the size of our field, but in the application we explain that, so that's not really a big impediment. Right. Um, of course, it assumes you have some bylaws or something, some rules you're operating by, so there's that. Um, the clubs must develop and pass, and, and I'm sorry, develop and post safety and operational rules at their flying sites, which, which we do, and most clubs I'm sure do, so we showed them a picture of that. Um, clubs must file a copy of safety and operational rules at AMA headquarters. So we just basically, whatever we have on our kiosk, we sent that to the AMA. A club's flying field must have separate areas for flyers and spectators clearly marked as such. And in, in our park situation, we have the parks and rec department per our, you know, spec. We, they paint lines on the field for, for the uh, flight line, spectator line, pilot stations, things like that. And then you have to have the AMA safety code. Uh, posted and visible at the, at the club field. So again, most clubs probably meet these requirements or many of them and, uh, you know, can get, can get some additional recognition. I think it helps out with, you know, promoting what we're doing. No, I quite agree with you. And I think if the city or county or state, you know, parks and recreation, whoever is uh, dealing with you, uh, it does help if you're, you know, if you have some recognition from the the higher ups <laughs> that you're actually doing things the correct way. So, right. Um, you know, we had an incident not too long ago. I think uh, we mentioned that, you know, we had to deal with both the city, state, you know, County, everybody involved. So, uh, we are, we, you know, we had to basically kind of talk to each one of those guys and, you know, kind of make amends. So, um, yeah, that's uh, a great program. So if you're listening and you, uh, need some more information, you can contact Doug at the, um, you have an email they want it, or do you want them to just join the, or send it to the club email? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you? Uh, the email is very simple. Just just put in the subject line, you know, question about uh, le- 
leader club status or something. Sure. And, but you want to send an email to info at hssrcg.org. And that's our general club inbox. So I'll get, I look at that email and I'll get that email and I can you know, have a, have a one-on-one, give you a call or whatever, however, however you want to follow. Perfect. Up. Well, that'll work. We can do that. Tell them the park fire podcast sent you that way. You know, they heard it on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I really appreciate, I know it's laid out there, but I really appreciate you joining us and kind of giving us the lowdown on your event. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I got a question oh. for you before you wrap it up. Duh. All right. So I got to ask you this one thing. The last time we talked, you decided to jump on the bandwagon with the whole, you know, autopilot little miniature board. So wingmaker board. So where are you at? The last oh, time you want a talent update? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for AK Mike to get here so I can talk to him about the talent uh, because I've got questions and I know he's got answers. Uh, no, it's uh, I haven't made it yet. I, I'm I'm really a sad case. I, I uh. <laughs> it is so close it is so close well um, maybe just maybe you still have a couple of days before so if mike gets there maybe you can maiden it out there everybody can be excited so yeah, you know, mike, mike just got his done just what about uh two months ago uh, when he yeah because he brought it out to the electric festival and spent his whole time yeah. with me in the in the rv you know trying to get it figured out so work yeah so well, i'm gonna i am gonna have a conversation with him about it and and i, and I have some additional questions i want to take some good notes sure. it's not nothing's hard mike doesn't have to do any prep or whatever but uh, <laughs> uh you, you know what I, I chuckle at myself you know you guys gave me this project and, or, or didn't give it to me it, it piqued my interest and i got this board and i'm like well i've never done any board level soldering but i wasn't i wasn't really afraid to do it i just had never done anything right so i was all excited to start and i I soldered those doggone header pins in upside down, if you can believe that. Yes, we can. <laughs> that sounds very no, familiar. And, uh, so they were upside down, and they looked great to me until I started to try to connect servo connectors. I'm like, why won't these fit? It doesn't feel like this could be like, you know what? This, you know. Uh, as we're at, we got to edit I, out all of the curse words. Wrong was I had these long pins. I'm clipping off like a haircut. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. So anyway, <laughs> I, I'm walking around with this board at work. Right. We've got a little electronics area right. at work, and I'm like, we're the desoldering station. I got to get this off. It's embarrassing. So at any rate, I I probably have overheated it. Oh like, sure, it still works. No, no so, right. You know, Michael should be able to set you straight when he gets out there. No problem. I might just put it in his luggage and have him take it back, and he fly it. Because when the fire starts, if it's in Texas, maybe it's okay. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, no fires out here either. Yeah, I can I can see it. There'll be a fire that'll start at his house. It'll catch on a tumbleweed and end up at Jay's. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then eventually that's, end up in mine. My backyard. Yeah, the reason, the reason, the reason investigation to understand how the how the source of the fire got from North Carolina to Texas, <laughs> and then all back, and wings over spring will be canceled. The club will be shut yeah, down. Bad thing. No, that won't happen. But yeah, well, the reason Mike, the reason AK Mike's not here is because the ground outside of his house got so dry that it broke the fiber optic cable line. Yeah. What? Yeah, it, it ripped the cable in Have half. Have you ever heard such a thing? No, we haven't either. There you go. That's the excuse oh he's God. using, though. So we'll excuse him this time. Like, like it, like a fissure opened up because the ground it got so dry, yeah, it shrank. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Know, right? And his neighbor's house, the foundation Cracked. started cracking up the side yeah. because it got so dry, and then it started. You know, it's crazy. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, I will excuse him this time. Whatever excuse he wants to use, uh, we're not there, so we can't verify it. But you know, if you're from the Dallas area and your house, you know, had a big fissure open up and split your cable, let us know, right? Yeah. No, I think so. The second thing is, uh, Doug. Uh, so, do you have a favorite plane? A new plane that you got that you're working on? Anything new that you're working yeah, on? You going to debut um, anything at the? Uh, you going to debut anything? Yeah, what are you going to be taking to the festival yourself? No, not 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 really. I I uh, I've I've been collecting some. We, we, this year, our club had a couple indoor flying events. Oh, yeah. So yes. uh, I've kind of that a little bit. Facebook page. They put it on our Facebook. So I think page. you faced a few of them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, so next year the club we're going to try to do one of those a quarter. It's really popular. Oh, yeah. I mean we we had a ball. Sure. And this this we you know we found a local church that's got a, a rec center, big gymnasium. You know we rent that for a Sunday afternoon and you know we we had at it. So I I, I bought a uh, one of those little. It's a yak actually. It's a little indoor E Flight One S yep. little three D yak. Sure. A few of the guys had that, and they were just having a ball with it. We we had night vapors. We we turned the lights out and flew them in the dark. That's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, that's so much fun. Yeah, everything's new and small. Well, there you, you go. Know, I got the opposite. Yeah. Everything's well, new and big. So <laughs> it's my yeah. yeah I well, fell into that. See, you graduated. Yeah, I did graduate. Graduated elementary school and went right to college. <laughs> no, not you really. know. I'm accepting that. A, at the Park Flyer podcast has has a host line of jobs. I know so it. I've accepted that. Well, yeah, we you know, have to I wait. Yeah, we. <laughs> it's okay. We figured that it was uh, with the three of us in there. At least uh, we could kind of make it work. Uh. <laughs> well, listen, we know you got to go, but thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we really appreciate you putting this on and uh, hosting our other host, Mike, AK Mike, and um, we. Uh, yeah, I'm really uh, really excited to uh, have him here and. Uh, I know I have a great time and yeah, he will be worn out. We'll make sure his, his digital recorder's full. Uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be good. We'll have to uh, hear, hear all about it and uh, let him. Uh, yeah, he, he asked me, what can I do while I'm at the event? So I sent him a list of stuff and I didn't hear from him again for, for a few days. So I think he has I really, I want Mike to have a good time and it, it will, it will, it, it'll be a good sure. time. You have to park the cars. <laughs> yeah, you see, I need you to valet all the people. <laughs> it's awesome. So, well, well I've got to sign, yeah, I've got to sign up for parking lot duty. And, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, if you're out there, make sure you look him up. Uh, make sure you give uh, Doug and his crew a, a thumbs up and uh, make sure you contribute to Meg Smiles. Uh, that's what this event is being put for, uh, put together for. And what's the dates again, Mike? Uh, they, it's August 31st. That's Saturday at the end of this month. And uh, it's a one-day event. And it's at, tell me the, the venue again, Doug. It's at the Jefferson L. Sug Farm Park at Bass Lake. All right, Bass Lake. There you go. So, uh, we're right off, we're right off downtown Holly Springs. So if you can find Holly Springs on a map, you're 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 really close to us. So there'll be plenty of signs directed direct, vectoring you in. Oh, perfect. There you go. So if you're in the Raleigh Durham area or Holly Springs area, make sure you take a day trip, go down there and see those guys, and uh, tell them the Park Flyer podcast sent you. So, well, Doug, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Michael, and thanks, Jay. All right. Hey, no problem. Buddy. Perfect. Well, that's exciting. I'm uh, excited to hear uh, Mike's take on the um, Holly Springs uh, event. You know, I think yeah, he, I'm uh, jealous. He's, he's going to have such a good time. Yeah. So I know, right? I'm jealous. 
That's a, we'll have to fix that. Anyway, <sighs> we'll, uh, we'll talk to him, uh, when he's out there and see if we can get some, uh, data and, uh, some audio from some of the people that are out there having a good time. But I'll other than you. that, man, our hour is up. It's hard to believe. <sighs> Once again, zip, zip. You know, I, I really feel bad that, uh, we could talk for like three or four hours, but I think people would lose interest. And often we do. <laughs> That's true. That's how we talk this stupid thing, right? Yeah. I tell you what, I, I, uh, when, when cell phones first come out, Jay and I had huge bills. Um, luckily now we're on each other's, uh, frequent flyer plan and <laughs> we don't have to pay for it, but AT&T or whoever is losing a boatload of money on us. Yeah. Especially when you were in Alaska, we I think our record was like four hours or something, four twenty or something. We talked, yeah, eighteen. Sir, you costing us eighty percent of our of our overcharges in the whole state. I know, I'm, right. I'm told that I'm now being to you know interrupt and exactly. <laughs> turn off your phone call. You know, they look at it and go, "Wow, what is this dot right in the middle of this Alaska?" Because that guy burns up some serious uh, phone time. That was exactly. awesome. Well, man, you got anything planned this week, or uh, I mean, we uh... um, just to keep cool? Uh, I still, I still have a plane that I have to maiden, and right. I don't know. I I may just sneak out one early morning and and try to maiden. We'll get off something to talk about when we come back next well, time. Good. Yep. But and then uh, I think next time we're gonna, you know, we'll have the stuff all at Holly Springs. So yeah, we'll uh, have to hear about all those shenanigans out there. So that'll be good. Um, you well. Mm, no, nah, I'm just probably going to finish working on my trailer a little bit and um, try to see if I can get it all done before. I know the Best in the West is coming up in October, so I'm going to try and get stuff completed by then, but I don't know if I'm going to get to go. Uh, just so that you know, I um, I got a new airplane at work, so I'm moving to a different fleet Sweet. from what, I, what I'm on. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so... I'm probably going to have to go into training and it's probably going to be right in the middle of October over the best in the West. I'm going to be sitting in Dallas and training. So <laughs> who knows? I don't know. They'll let me know. I don't have a class date yet for the new oh, equipment. How but, hard can that training be? Uh, and yeah, then you, exactly. you hit the black box and flick this switch right. and then start reading the magazine. I know. <laughs> no, that's not 16 hours later. You put the magazine down, <laughs> flick the switch. <laughs> Look for the runway. Yeah, why do we need pilots anymore, <laughs> right? We just it. That's right. And let it bring it down an ILS approach. <laughs> uh, we don't even need any. We just need a guy to push the button and read a magazine. That's what we need. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sure all the, I'm sure all those passengers listening to this are appreciative. Captain Monkey. Uh, how was looking over there? <laughs> Captain Monkey. <laughs> Have another banana. Well, man, once again, I cannot believe the time has a zip eye. But we appreciate yeah. uh, you and um, Doug for being on the podcast. And sorry we missed Mike. We're going to have to get in touch with him. And I know he's excited about going out and visiting. So if you're in the Holly Springs area, make sure, once again, you go out and visit the uh, Holly Springs Radio Control Society. They um, are big supporters of our podcast. Make sure you go on the uh, Part Flyer Podcast listeners group on our Facebook page. Uh, special shout out to Philip. Uh, he went to uh, Oshkosh this year, and he's been posting quite a bit on our Facebook page. So it's kind of neat to see the full size and the little size at the same time. So uh, we'll have to touch base with him when uh, he gets settled in and we get settled <laughs> from all this data that we're picking up on uh, 3D printers and jets and whatever else. So uh, next time, I think you're uh, probably going to get it from uh, Holly Springs. We'll talk to Mike. But for now, I'm Michael from Arizona. Hills of Texas. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. 
Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to heartflyerpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>